today I'm sitting down with Heather Abel. And she, so, okay, back story. So I've only had one psychic reading in my entire life, and it was not at all accurate. But Heather walks into my house, and, and I've talked about this on my stories, but my dog is unfortunately like transitioning out of this world um, because she has cancer. And so Heather comes in, and it's like she's like a freaking spitfire, like just – our energies, like we're both Gemini's, we found out we were born one day apart. And um, gosh, the energy in here was just like so wild. And I think that it really translated into the episode. It was overall such a great episode. She does a reading. We talked about her experience as a psychic and a medium. And how she kind of came into this work and how to protect your own energy. And we talked about all of the things, you guys. This episode was really, I mean, to be honest, kind of all over the place, but I just love it. I just love it. I love her. It was a great experience. She left me with so many profound truths, and I am just so grateful, and I hope you guys love it. So here we go with Heather Ubble. Hey, it's Alexis Haynes, and this is my podcast, Recovering From Reality. Hi, Heather. Hi, Alexis. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. My listeners are going to love this episode. I can just, I feel the vibes, okay? Heather is a psychic, and she is a special psychic because she really helps people heal from their trauma. And I love that aspect. I just think that anytime that you can go and see someone that enriches and enlightens your life with information, it's just, it's always leads to growth. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for what you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to get some of your background first, because when I read your bio, um, I re you, you have to remind me, you were born on which reservation? Hoopa. Uh, it's Hoopa. Northern California. Northern California. Yeah. Yes. So I'm super passionate about this. We're actually trying to get this um, Miss Oklahoma. She's a, a beautiful Native American woman on the podcast because I'm so passionate about indigenous culture. My husband actually was the reason why um, I started diving into this history more because he's from Vancouver. Mm, and so in, is mine. Oh, how crazy is that? Yes. <laughs> what? So he's from Vancouver where the indigenous population is really large mm -hmm. and um, they've actually, they're doing so much as a culture to um, heal from the traumatic past mm -hmm. of, of what the um uh what happened in their history which was a lot of really horrible stuff like mm -hmm. taking kids out of the reservations and forcing them into school mm -hmm. and just trying to assimilate people and take them away from their original cultures and so i want to know more about your history because that is so interesting and so cool and i know that and and we've talked or i heard um from my producer that there's been like a lot of trauma too and i think I think that um, 
I think we'll have a similar feeling about all of us. Okay, dive in. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I'm barely Native American. Okay. And my parents were hippies. And they yeah. raised me on the reservation because they were dedicated to the principles mm. and the religion and the Native Americans. So I have just a skosh of Native American in me. But we actually lived in a teepee. We had no running water. We had no electricity. We, had, we lived off the land. We grew our own food. We had livestock. We, I mean, we went the, all the... The whole way, yeah. With the it. pendulum swung the <laughs> whole way. <laughs> they were sick of in quotes civilization, <laughs> so they dove into living off the grid. Correct. Yes. And my uh, father was a, is a beautiful, charming, wonderful man, and they embraced him. They embraced us, the Hoopa mm-hmm. Indian. So it, it's sort of like you know, yes, I'm Native American, but I wouldn't say I'm. Yeah part of their tribe I think that would be disrespectful but I've done a lot with them and helping and you know things like that so Mm -hmm. it was absolutely beautiful and it was all I knew so I I, as a child to be in that environment I think is wonderful because it's kind of like this free place where you're free to be who you are and Mm. at that time I discovered my uh, I call it the gift and the curse being psychic, being a medium, seeing the other side. I would anticipate people passing and and things like this happening at the age of five. And so I always say I was born this way. I, I do say I'm born this way because my earliest memories at the age of five are of these things happening. So um, when you say, when did I know I was psychic, as you said before the podcast, um, since I was born. Yeah. You know, wow. I, I am a very empathic person. I've known that since (laughs) (laughs) I've known that since I was a very little girl. My mom actually and I sat down on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and we she described me as a very sensitive and um, reclusive kid and part of that was because I went under went so much trauma and then part of that was um because I also had really I would have these experiences and I can remember I couldn't have been more than four or five and I remember saying to my mom we were we were visiting some family out of state, and I remember saying to my mom, "Are we gonna go to the castle house?" And she would say, "What castle house? What are you talking about?" And I said, "The big pink house with the yellow flags that fly in front of it, and there's a very long driveway that you can go all the way down, and um, the pink castle house." And she was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." Well, we were going to visit my um, great uncle Ott in his. Uh, retirement home mm. and she had never been there before and we were going to have Christmas Eve dinner with everybody the whole family's going to get there and sure enough she remembers going we pulled around the corner and there's the big long driveway with the yellow flags and the big pink it looked like a castle the old folks home <laughs> and she was like whoa that's weird but I believe that I um so I've always been a really sensitive kid I've always had 
feelings that sometimes come before things happen, Mm -hmm. not visions, but feelings. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I honestly feel like with my drug addiction, like I ruined all of that. Like I just, I don't have that. I'm a very like emotional person right? and I'm easily affected. Like my husband and I just went to Vancouver and we went to the um, natural history. Is it? No history of anthropology where they have all of the native American Mm -hmm. um, totem poles and the bowls they would make for food. And there was this one of a man giving an offering and it was so big. And I remember I turned the corner and the energy there was so intense that I was like, like, I can't go near it. Like Mm. I actually had to like protect myself because I was like the energy around him in that space was so intense for me that I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't be in this area of the museum. Mm. (laughs) That's how sensitive I am. So I really, I, I think that, um, you know, sometimes it makes me a little sad. Like I wish I could have like harnessed that for my whole life. And I'm curious to know like how you did that. Were your parents supportive? Did they know that you had these abilities? Like what, what was that process like? Well, firstly, I think I could help you get back. (laughs) Okay. No, honestly, no, honestly, I have a, I do like an eight week program where I help people get in touch with their psychic eye and Mm -hmm. where I help people. uh, It's like eight weeks to enlightenment because I don't believe you should have a reading, you know, every week. They kind of say, can I come see you again? I say in six months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because what's going to change in six months? Um, but they really want to come back. And I said, okay, I created this eight-week program for, uh, it's all based in art, because mm-hmm. my clients are mainly in an artistic occupation or something, mm-hmm. right? So um, it's it's based in art. We paint, we, we talk, we... Uh, get into quantum physics and positive thought and mm-hmm. the power of the mind and and just basically how to live a better life. But we also go into psychic techniques and psychic ability mm-hmm. and how to get into that and get back into where you came from in the beginning, which is you're innocent as a child. And so your mind is free. And so yeah. you, you're more psychic, right? Yes. But with drugs, they dull the mind. Well, and trauma too, probably. Oh, totally. And mm-hmm. we forget. We we have like bubbles in our mind of like all this pain and trauma that happened and we protect ourselves, mm-hmm. right? And then you're like, I don't want to pop the bubble. Well, sometimes those bubbles aren't meant to be popped because they're so gnarly, the things we mm-hmm. went through, right? But it's sort of like discerning, you know, which bubbles should we pop or where should we go or, or how do we get over that uh, through art, which art is God. Right. Mm -hmm. So for me, everything's based in art. I'm a painter. Right. So it's like everything is based in art. Art is God. Mm. Right. So the program is like going through artistic means of of healing. And I don't pretend to be a psychiatrist and I don't deal with mental health issues. Yeah. You should go see a shrink if you have mental health issues. Mm -hmm. I really believe that. You know, I think people mistake uh, psychics for uh, mental health, and that's so wrong. I agree. Um, I, I'll just share from my spiritual, my personal spiritual journey and my experience. So, 
because of the amount of trauma that I went through as a young child and because of my drug addiction, I've dealt with um, not even just PTSD, but CPTSD, which is chronic post-traumatic uh, post stress disorder, anxiety, and depression. And I've done years and years of therapy, different modalities, and I've seen different therapists, and I've done group therapy and individual therapy. I've tried medication. And what I found was um, that... There has been a there have been a couple of triggers for me that have sent me into spirals. The first was my the first the birth of my first child, mm. and um, that situation was quite traumatic and kind of sent me on a spiral. And then um, and then I kind of came back to my spiritual practice and dove into like a course in miracles, and I found that to be really helpful for me because I do have drug resistant depression, so I can't take meds. They don't work for me. Mm-hmm. And then um, the second time around was kind of waking up to the reality of life, like that I I grew up though, you know, and I love I always talk about Brene Brown, but this week she or last week she was on Russell Brand's podcast and she talks about how anytime that you leave out economic struggles out of the conversation of privilege, like you're doing a disservice because there's so many people who grew up poor without any money. And we didn't grow up super poor, but we were on food stamps for a while and things were really traumatic. And my mom always like was she didn't know how to deal with that. And so she would just run around the house crying and screaming about all of her credit card debt and how we couldn't afford groceries or toilet paper that week. And so, um, but I did, I grew up in this very like white suburban neighborhood. So waking up, you know, with the rise of like Trumpism to the very real America that I had been born and raised in and the very real struggles that people are dealing with and the fights that are happening right now Mm -hmm. for people's personal freedom and liberation, it kind of felt like my whole world was collapsing again because Mm -hmm. it was earth, it was earth shattering for me. And I did, I felt as somebody who's so sensitive, I felt all of the pressure of that physically you know Mm -hmm. and I I literally was walking around and I explained it as like a plate on my head like it just felt like a ton of bricks and I always felt like I was on a roller coaster just constantly like dropping and all of this stuff and I started working with a spiritual healer and practitioner and I am doing TMS which is I think helpful. It's transcranial magnetic stimulation for drug resistant depression. But I will say that the energy work that I've done, the spiritual work that I've done has been far more profound. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Like as far as healing my, my depression and anxiety. And I think that a lot of people that might be the missing link for them because I feel like therapy is like unpacking, folding, repacking. But energy you've got to work go through is, it. Yeah, energy work is dropping the bags. Yes. Like letting all of that go. But and it can't moving be a into, shortcut. Yes. It can't absolutely. be a shortcut. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes. And I totally agree with that because I call it spiritual bypass. Mm-hmm. My mom was a perfect example of that my whole life. Right. She believed she was so spiritual. Right. We were raised Buddhist. We grew up going to ashrams. Correct. We meditated. But she was, and I love you, mom, but she was fucking crazy. Right. That, so we have the same mom and the same husband. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I always say some of the people who pretend they're the most spiritual are usually the most sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I, 
I totally agree. And that's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. But I have p- people come to me in the midst of full mental yeah, breakdown. It's like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you got to go to some sort of therapy first. You know absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. So, absolutely. I, and I think all of these things are really helpful. So, as a person, and I'd love for you to share if you're open to sharing a little bit about your trauma, like how did you, what was that healing process like for you? Um, I'm still in it. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm sure you are. Do we are. ever grow out of it? We, we are yeah. always healing. Yeah. But um, it started earnestly at the age of 12. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 12, I said, I've got to start to heal myself. And I know that sounds early, but you probably are the same. Well, I've said I just got to start numbing myself. So we went the polar opposite. You said, <laughs> I got to heal myself. I said, well, where are the drugs? <laughs> no, I, I've done my fair okay. share. We'll talk. <laughs> I'm like, do you have more than an hour? <laughs> <laughs> right? I can speak on this for like two days. Yes. Yeah. But um, at the age of 12, I, I realized that my mother was a drug addict and an mm. alcoholic, and it was, it was affecting me. And so I needed to heal. And so I started to self-heal. I found the book Siddhartha mm. from Herman Hess, and I read it cover to cover, and I was completely blown away and in love, and it started to become in love with life. And I was searching meaning, searching for meaning for what was in my head, what was going on, yeah. all the visions, all the, the psychic feelings, and, and I felt like a freak, you know? And so it kind of brought me into spirituality, made me contemplate time, and the fact there is no such thing as time. The, the last line in the book is something like, time is a river, no beginning, no end. And it just sort of blew my mind. I keep getting your grandmother or your... Oh my God. Uh, do you see this? Are we just going to jump into this? <laughs> Are we jumping into my reading? Well, I can't help it. Do we need to it. go there first? Well, we we can go do, there first. This is spirit, <laughs> and it's your grandmother. It's a female, and it's okay. L, E-L. Okay. So she was with me when we, uh, when I spoke with your dog. Mm-hmm. So your dog was thanking me for speaking for her. Just grab the tissue box, okay? <laughs> so let's yeah. read you first, okay. if you don't mind, because yeah, it's all it's coming har- to it's, me. It's hard to, it's hard to talk about all this other stuff. I'm sure right, when you're like, I'm, Wait, I'm, I'm getting, getting all downloads. Of this stuff. <laughs> I'm getting like all these downloads. I'm like, let's talk about my life, but I'm getting all this information about right. yours. It's, it's better too because I don't know you yet. Yes. And further, furthermore, I didn't know how beautiful you were. Oh. You're also beautiful. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> It is, isn't it? <laughs> My God, um, physical and inside. So that's oh, I can tell. You. For me, like you see, I break out in chills when mm-hmm. spirit is around. So I mean, when you introduced me, you said psychic. I'm I am a psychic and a medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, I prefer doing psychic readings mm-hmm. because when the people on the other side contact me. It kind of freaks me out still. I bet. <laughs> I would be too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I'm always like, ah, oh, shit, I got to talk to the... De- okay, am yeah. I allowed to curse? You're allowed to curse. <laughs> oh but I will say my grandma, and you said E-L, and her name was Elizabeth. We called her Libby. Okay, because yeah, I'm not getting the other one. Libby. Val. Um, that's Evan's mom. So okay. not my grandma. That's Evan's mom. Valerie might not come through, but 
Elizabeth right when you said E.L. And I knew that she would be the only one to come talk to me. I don't think my other grandma was such a big fan of me or my dad. So oh, no. I don't think she would come. <laughs> I don't think she would come for it. I didn't really know her. But I was so close with my grandma Libby and she passed away when I was about nine or ten, which was just devastating for the family because she was so young. She had a blood clot and then I went on to have a blood clot. Because <laughs> I get young. Yeah. And I get mini me. Yeah. You're her mini me. We're so similar in right. so many ways. So if she does come through, she's a lovely woman and like warmest just, heart. Yeah. Just lovely. Right. So. <laughs> it's, you're not Italian, are you? No. It's like there's like this Italian feel, meaning like warm, nurturing. Uh, cooking, loving, uh, Well, that embracing. would sum me up, but that's nobody else in my family. <laughs> that is it? Not your grandmother? No, she she was. And right. I have fond memories. Like, she, she, they had this huge house in Austin, Texas, and um, it was probably like 5,000 square foot, and it was just her and my grandpa that lived in it. And it was always kept pristine. And I would come in through the garage every time we'd fly in. My grandpa would pick us up. And she would just always be in the same spot every time mopping the floor by the, her very last section of the house that she hadn't mopped yet. And putting away the bucket into the laundry room. And then she would just say, hi. You know, like that's how she would greet us. She'd always be finishing mopping the floor. And yeah, she was a, an amazing woman. She's, they tell me things that only you would know or something, you know, she's telling me something about, uh, glasses. You wear glasses. <laughs> you see the world through rose colored glasses, something like oh, that. Well, um, that definitely resonates with me. She loved big, funny glasses and so do I. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we both love like, it's like really glamorous, outrageous, glamorous, glamorous glasses. Women. Yeah. Right. You guys are both yes. glamorous. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She's. She was a very special person in my life. Yeah. Right. She's always with you. She's your guardian angel. Aww. Always. Well, that's very comforting to hear. Because like when I walk through a door or someone walks through my door for my office or whatever, they'll bring that person with them. Like mm -hmm. everything for me is like kind of pop culture related because I'm such a pop culture kind of junkie or, mm -hmm. you know, I'll admit it, I watch TV. Mm -hmm. Oh no. <laughs> but like, um, they'll be like the ride at Disneyland where they ride next to you. The ghost mm -hmm. is in the cart next to you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yes. kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> my grandmother, I was very close to, she was dying on her deathbed mm -hmm. and she was seeing the other side mm -hmm. and she looked at me and she said it's all real heather mm -hmm. everything you see is real yeah and that was like the validation i needed for this crazy mind of mine right to go okay because every time this happens yeah i'm really seeing something and feeling something and hearing something and yeah it's all really happening yeah but I, it's like talking to the dead i don't subscribe to that you know, we're not having a conversation. <laughs> I don't think that's like yeah, real. And maybe it's real for some other psychics. But for me, I, I just feel sentiment. Yeah. And I see images. They put images in my mind and I feel sentiment. So that she's saying, I love you. She's mm -hmm. feeling, mm -hmm. it's like a warm, loving feeling. Yeah. And that you were twins yeah. and, and, and things like that. But I, I, I'm not going to be like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, this and that. Yeah. It, that, that just feels trite to me. Yeah. What I need to work on, I feel, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, or you can help me with this maybe, is first protecting my own energy. Yes. 
because I'm really so bad at that. Important. And then being able to like hold space for other people. It's so important. Um, I think number one, it as an older woman, it comes with age. Mm. The, it's like it's like smoothing away a stone. Yeah. So that's one thing. But it seems like you're quite centered, like feeling your energy. But as far as holding space for others, it's like it, it, it's like it's almost like your patience runs out, and then you just say, like, I have a mantra, which mm-hmm. is so what. Mm-hmm. So someone shits on you, someone stabs you in the back, someone does this, that, the other. What kind of energy are you going to waste? Yeah, none of that ma- matters to me. That right. I've really come so into. What? Like, of just everyone's going to have their opinion, and I'm just going to keep doing me, and you, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, so that what? stuff used to, and I've done so much work in the last two years on shame and right. like my personal shame and healing from that shame that now I just feel like I'm, um, I wouldn't say I'm impenetrable. It, what's impenetrable? Yeah, that's a hard one. Come on. Is that it? <laughs> We're going to go with it. Um, I have soft spots. My kids are a soft spot. If someone comes after my kids, you're going to, I'm going to feel the fire and feel, but as someone who's just like, oh, you're a drug addict, you're a junkie, you're just through that. If anybody came at me with that stuff, none of that matters. Mm -hmm. I mean, more so like in my work. So I will leave groups. I run groups at my husband's treatment center for women. Wonderful. And we'll have a really profound group. And then something, I'll feel the leftover energy and it's so strong and I don't know how to like get it off me. Like this one girl was so quiet in a group a few weeks ago and we were all going around the room and we were talking about some really intense stuff. And when it got to her, she was like, I'm sorry, you just really remind me of my sister and like blah, 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 blah. And I can't do this right now. And she was like having a panic attack and then she bolted. And I was just like that, that energy dump and it's just, yeah, no, I have a um, whole process. Do you want to know it? I do. (laughs) I want to know it. Okay. So it's deeply meditative. Okay. Okay. So meditation and yoga saved my life. Meditation and yoga, as you know, are the basis of any spiritual Mm -hmm. practice. So that's the, the, the rub is like meditation and yoga. That's it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in the beginning, when I started doing readings, I started at that. I, well, I started about 12 years ago. Uh, I was very unhealthy. I would drink wine. Mm. <clears throat> and so uh, I became a wino. Okay. And then I said, Was it Holy just because everything was too intense? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're like, I have got to turn this down. So yes. then I was like, Holy shit, I'm a wino. Yeah. And I'm just being straight with you. Yeah. And so it was very damaging. And, and I said, Wait, I, I've got to stop. So I stopped. I mean, it wasn't like alcoholic, but it was pretty close. Yeah. And so I stopped. And, and then I looked into healthy means of, of getting rid of my uh, bad energy because the people drain the F That's out of you. That's my problem. So here's what Even I Even sometimes when I'm at births, because I also work as a birth doula, Amazing. I'll be at a birth. And the, either the mom's energy or the baby's energy is so intense during the birth. And I like feel like I'm going to pass out. And the other thing is, is you have to be 100% there for them. Mm-hmm. It's all their stuff. 
mm-hmm. and and nothing to do with you. So you have to give your entire self. That's what I mean. Though I know, it's so babe. intense. How do you? So balance? okay, here's what I do. Okay. <laughs> so so it's meditative, and I have rituals. Rituals okay. are deeply important. Mm-hmm. So prior to the client and after the client. I have things I do. So uh, I have, because we're abused, uh, mm-hmm. sameness is important, right? So uh, for abused children or abused adults, right? So I have Earl Grey tea, very important. Caffeine Ooh. opens the third eye. Okay. So I will sit there for 20 minutes prior to the client's arrival in silence, and I sip my Earl Grey tea. <gasps> and I consider who they are. Now, you can't, if you Google someone, you're going to hell. And also, they know, they, they know that you Googled them. They're like, well, that's shit I, you would have known through Google, right? You're going so to that, hell. That's, that's being a lame psychic, right? Uh-huh. So instead, I ask God for the answers. Mm-hmm. So like today, coming to see you, I said, what do I need to know about Alexis? And one of the things we talked about was white roses, Mm -hmm. that that's your favorite flower that came to me. Um, so I say, okay, God, I say God, I don't know if you, if, if it offends you, you can say universe, spirit, universe, love, (laughs) I say God, whatever it might be. Right. So God was telling me the certain things and helping me tune into you. So you've got to have silence. You've got to talk to God. So then the person will come for Mm -hmm. the reading. I always embrace them, hug them. This is a way also to feel energy, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if you can hug people in your your line of work, but... Oh, I'm a hugger. Okay. As long as someone's willing to accept the hug, I will hug. So Unless I feel like they have weird energy, and then I will not hug. And I will maybe smile and maybe give a handshake. But like usually what I'll do is I'll give a handshake, and then if I feel like it's good, I'll give a hug. Yes. You yes. go in for some sort of connection (laughs) and then you can assess are they nervous are they upset you know you can feel their energy Mm. so that gives you right away what you're dealing with right you ever think like that yeah this is what i'm dealing with now right Mm -hmm. and with psychics people can be scared or timid because they're like, what are you going to tell me? Am I going to die? Or you know? Oh, I know. Uh, I thought that too when you're coming in. It's like, how much longer do I have to live? <laughs> a long time. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> a very uh, long time. You well, have a what lot a relief. of relief. So you have a lot of work to do. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so uh, then after the reading, super important that you cleanse yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So you can use sage, Palo Santo, Copal. any of these things uh take a salt bath Mm -hmm. right you need to meditate again i'm very cautious with how many people i see i see only three people a day i won't do more right i used to be like yeah i'm doing all seeing all these people (laughs) they're very special to me my clients yeah they're very select group i'm very private Mm-hmm. You know, it's all word of mouth. I never have advertised mm-hmm. nothing. It, it's a very select group, um, but it. But I don't mean that in a like a snobby way. Like if someone's in need, I won't even charge them. I see them and I help them yeah. and, and nurture them back to whatever needs to happen. Of course, but it's like uh, just very private for me. Mm-hmm. Very very special because the things I've done. 
I mean, they've come true like in such profound ways. I, I put them on my Instagram finally with the help of Derek, uh, all the things that have come true. Cause I said, this is stuff that people need to see and understand it's real. Like my grandma mm-hmm. said, it's all real. Yes. That's amazing. So, you know what I think I need to do is, um, so I won't use Sage personally, um, because I've just read so much about how it's actually we're running out of sage and that it should remain mm-hmm. like a indigenous I don't either practice. But I do love Palo Santo. So I'll use some Palo Santo. Um I do, you know, light incense in my house often. But I think what I need to do is um maybe a little bit more of that meditation before and after. And do you consider it ritualistic the things you're doing like sameness is important because you're Mm. you're every time the same the ritual because as i'm sure you were abused i hate to say that but i feel Mm. it and and as abused people children and adults we need ritual to feel good to feel safe yeah and 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 safety is the key word let's feel safe around yeah. these people who are i call it activating you're mm-hmm. activating us because you're taking me back to how i used to be yes. or used to feel yes in hopes of helping them get unactivated from that energy and tapped into like their selves exactly you know what i and and to to teach them how like everything that they need is already there right now yes and how to jump into that and that's what i try to do in my groups and then sometimes they get really heated and then i actually called my um spiritual advisor <laughs> few weeks ago and I was like I'm gonna pass out right now like mm-hmm. I'm driving and the energy is so intense that I feel like my head's gonna explode like I don't know how you know and she's like you need to eat something you need to drink some water you need to turn on the she has me listening to this vibrational music right Beautiful. now she's like you need to put put in your flower essences like I, I need to Wonderful. do better at self-care it's true the self-care uh, is key I, I, I don't think, I think, of course, you're being hard on yourself. Mm. It's, it's just, it's simple. I mean, that's the thing. We, we, we get too extravagant with everything. It's very simple. Yeah. Right? Coming back to the basics and just having rituals. Yeah. I mean, I am, I, I, it's true. It's like, what do I actually need? I need food, water, water. <laughs> some sleep, yeah. uh, you know, connection with like amazing human beings. And the art of detachment. And the detaching art of detaching oh, yes. from their stuff. Yeah. It's their journey. Yeah. And they're in a different place, right? So that's so, where the meditation comes in after. Exactly. Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm going to work on that for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And aging is the only other thing that helps. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I feel like it's going really fast right now. No. <laughs> so I'm, I'm kind of like really trying to focus on this last birthday was huge for me because I just kind of realized like, wow, where I'm at. I, by birthday, I mean sober birthday. I should have clarified oh. this last sober birthday was so huge for me. And I just kind of went, wow. You've done so much so fast. Mm-hmm. It's time now to like slow down, dive in, get grounded, connected. Because um, the year before, I just kind of felt like a 
ping pong ball, like do, 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 <laughs> just like flying all over the place. Like I need to do this. I need to do this. And I burnt out. Yeah. Yeah. What I feel is for you, uh, as far as the reading is a period of rebirth, mm-hmm. but it's connected to your actual birthday, right? Mm-hmm. So did you just have a birthday? I just had a birthday. Right. Yeah. Me too. Mm, are you Gemini? Yeah, well, I'm Gemini Cancer. Me too. What's your birthday? June 21st. Mine's the 20th. What? That's crazy. So we're both married to men from Vancouver. We both have whack job moms. God bless you, mom. I love you. Bless. (laughs) All the blessings. (laughs) Yeah, and we're born a day day apart. I was born at 7.50 p.m. Wow. On June 20th, right on the cusp, right? You are too. You're yeah, right on the first cusp. day of summer. I feel like I'm far more Cancer than I am Gemini. And I feel far more Gemini, Gemini. than Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I definitely have that dual energy. But when you talked about mothering and cooking and warmth and all of that, that's me. But you raised your mom. That I did. Yes. But the thing... <laughs> But what I'm saying is it's a period of rebirth for you. Yeah. Going to your birthday, from mm-hmm. this birthday till next birthday. Mm. Our birthday. Okay, yes, our <laughs> birthdays. Yes. I love it. Well, I'm like, ready for it. But it's like a, a, a more mature, calmer, <clears throat> and more focused. But I feel like you're entering a phase of fame and fortune as well. So this year is going to bring many opportunities. Okay. Okay. So I hope you're writing. I'm writing a book. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I see you writing a book that is a hit. Okay. Okay. And it's a trilogy. There's three of them. I love it. I'm all about it. You're very writerly. Okay. You're very expressive. You're very descriptive. Mm. So it needs to be in the written word. Okay. Okay. There's TV opportunities. You you have one right now okay. in the works. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. And and uh, let's see. Oldest daughter. There is something there. Uh, 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 there's an issue with the oldest daughter. Is that correct? It's like um, like a hyperness or uh, one of the kids is like super hyper. Uh, you're dealing with something. I mean, something. they're both nuts. <laughs> yeah. I get like so much energy. I love them. My older daughter is very, she's very sensitive, but very hyper. And then we're dealing with some stuff with my younger daughter too. Right. Mm-hmm. So I get that around them that, that it's not easy, mm-hmm. that it's a lot going on. Spirit animals. Okay. <laughs> so husband and you are bear. Okay. So you're super compatible, mm. like soulmates. Yes, he's a Libra and I'm a Gemini, so we just oh, work perfect. out. Oh, perfect. Yes. It's amazing. Libras are the best for uh, us. He's a godsend in my life. But bears like to hibernate <laughs> and like to hide. And like you're, no. you're alone, but you're not lonely. This is when you're happiest. Yes. Like I don't like friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's horrible. I know. I do. I'm a great friend. I just don't care if I have that many. Yeah. You're, you're best alone. Sorry yeah. to say that because yeah. you have a beautiful family. Yeah. But I think you're happiest when you're on your own, when you're alone, but not lonely. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. No. And I ha- they bring so much to my life, my kids, my husband, all of it. 
and I love them very, very much. Um, of course. But I definitely have to take that time. I just did yesterday. I like we, My husband and I went and spent the night away at a hotel just to like Fantastic. have some separation. And you, I don't know if it's possible. I feel like it might not be possible, but there is a boy child around you. Okay, here we go with the crying again. <laughs> what happened? Um, I'm sorry, sweetheart. No, that's okay. It's just like a, we had Harper, our oldest, and I always wanted a boy. Right. And then I got pregnant and had a miscarriage. And like we just kept either having... Um, uh, problems getting pregnant. And then with my second daughter, we had a really hard pregnancy and I was really hoping for a boy because I had a feeling it was going to be my last. And then that was solidified when I had three blood clots in my lung. So no more caring children for me. Right. And then we were in the process of adoption when the fires happened and five of our houses where we house our, our, clients burnt down and we lost so much money and uh, we got hit with like a huge tax bill all this stuff i don't want to complain because i really believe that we have an abundance of love and unlimited resources in our life but i've wanted a boy for so long he wants to come out (laughs) my my well he wants to be in your life yeah my friend has a saying babies just happen yeah you can do it well, she, I, he's had a vasectomy now. <laughs> I mean, you can adopt. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well. Because I see yeah. that it's not possible for you guys. Yeah. But I would adopt a boy when the time is right. Okay. Because he will enrich your life. Yeah. Because I see I see that you can't. Evan, are you listening? Because he's turning 45 this year and he's like, I don't want any more kids. I don't want to do this because my kids are crazy. I love them very much. I'm a very good mom. He's a very good dad. We are so great with our kids but they are fighting all the time and hitting each other and jumping off of furniture and injuring each other all the time and just like so much work right now have you read one two three magic uh no get it okay (laughs) not that i would know i don't have kids who am i to say but apparently that book is the bomb okay i'll look into it but um it's this age. They're six and three. It's yeah. like there's no, I was, no reasoning. I was going to say they so grow out of it. I yeah. see them so growing out of it. Yeah. So yeah. do you have any questions for me psychically? That's what I always say at the end. <laughs> do you have any questions? Um, it was really great to hear that this year, I already feel like since just since December, there's been so much growth, but that this year is going to be a year of growth. I guess my, as you know, these periods of growth are often really painful. Mm-hmm. And the last six months has been like excruciating, like to the point where I've been coming out of your skin, just feeling like I'm going to kill myself because it's so bad. Like Sweetheart. the pain is just like so bad the depression was so bad at certain points it was really dark for a couple of months there um i guess i just want to know if you if you feel or see it this next growth phase as like 
as painful as it's been for the last six months or if it's more like you it's, know i see the image of a sunflower growth. okay getting better getting okay. better getting better okay are you doing any um oh, we'll talk after okay yeah i guess it's just when you say growth 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 for me has always come out of deep immense pain like literally being in the shit <laughs> You have to go through trauma. Yeah, so I it's just, that. and in sobriety, you know, I always tell people, like, the spiritual path isn't the easy path, and that in these moments of deep pain, like, getting sober and getting better doesn't mean that life's going to be easier. Mm-mm. It just means that you grow and develop, like, a new way for um, for dealing with life. And we've we've had so much... Um, so much happened to us in the eight years my husband and I have been together in the seven years of marriage. And I'm just kind of like, when's it going to just like slow down a bit and just, because it's just been like one thing after another, after another, after another. And I guess I'm just ready for it. Not necessarily to, for life to like stop or slow down, but just for it maybe to just to have like a little bit of a breathing period. (laughs) I got, I go, you might not be too stoked on this, but I go mm-hmm. to next February. Okay. So it's still going to be a little bumpy, okay. but opportunities are arising, mm-hmm. right? Everywhere for you right now. So the opportunities are starting to ramp up, right? Okay. Then holiday time is slow, of course. Mm-hmm. And then come February, you get more, more, more opportunities and they're allowed to manifest be- due to the seasons. And so you're going to have a calmer, more productive and fruitful year. So that's 2020. Mm-hmm. 2020 is your year, basically. I love that. Here I come, bitch. That's right. Be ready for me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean... Such an amazing episode. I'm so grateful that you came on. And I just want to say thanks for driving all the way out here because I know it's not. It was a beautiful drive. A beautiful drive, but it's a big drive. Come to Hollywood. I, well, again, energy-wise, <laughs> me and Hollywood, it's like fire and gasoline, You're baby. a bear. Yeah. You're a bear. You're I'm in like, your I can't, cave. I can't. Yeah, I need to be in my cave in the middle of nowhere. You and your husband in your cave. <laughs> exactly. Um, where can people find you? Um, I'm at heatherobble.com, uh, at Heather Psychic. Okay. Yeah, at Heather Psychic. At Heather Psychic. And, and heatherobble.com. Okay. And how do you spell obble? Uh, A-U-B-L-E. Okay. That's where you can find her, you guys. Such a great episode. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, please like, subscribe, share, review. We're just so grateful that you sat and listened to us for an hour. And yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This week's affirmation is, I make a conscious choice to embrace the rhythm of life and let it unfold. And so it is. (laughs) 